all personal stories are valid. Like nobody's personal story is um, better or more valid than anyone else's. They're just different paths. And I like to think of it as, you know, if you have two rocks on the side of a mountain and they both fall at the same time because of an earthquake or something, they may fall different ways. They may travel together for part of it. They may even end up resting near each other, but each rock has taken its own path. Yeah. Right? And, and had its own waypoints and it will continue to move in its in its own fashion. Welcome to Coaches and Mentors Unwrapped. The show that brings you remarkable insights and practical steps to help you in becoming the best version of yourself. We're your hosts, Roz and Mike. We both didn't have it easy growing up. Through our story, we've made it our life mission to ensure every young individual will have the opportunity that we didn't have. This would be achieved through offering you unrivaled access to mentors and coaches and the opportunity to help you uncover how they impact our lives. Our vision is to have a world whereby we can all help shape each other's lives through shared experiences and carefully applied tools and systems that has been tried and trusted. Hi, Christopher. Welcome back um, to Coaching and Mentors and Rats. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks. Thank you. It's a pleasure to uh, pop back. Hi, Christopher. Thank you for joining us again. I'm sure our listeners are eager to hear part two. Um where we are just going to in, indulge, right? We're going to actually get into it. Yeah, I, I think, you know, Christopher was um, kind enough to, to give us an in-depth overview of what, of what storytelling is in, in part one. Uh, and I think this part, yeah, like you said, Rosalind, is really just to get into, you know, if I'm a listener out there, how do I start building my, my personal story, yeah. right? I think this is, this is critical. Yeah. Um, of course, for our listeners, you know, if you, didn't, if you missed the part one, please, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll have it you know in the details in these show notes but otherwise it's you know it's important to 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 get a perspective of, of storytelling you know moving into in, into the, the, this part here so um you know without 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 you know too much pleasantries christopher i would like to you know for me one of the questions uh, i wanted to get to, to, to get involved you know to, to ask you was you know how where do you begin we all have stories uh, how do you even start, right, to, 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 to craft your own personal story? Well, it, th- I think there are two parts or two possible um, parts to the answer f- for this. And the first is that, you know, yes, there are elements of your personal story that you will craft and there are places that you can start to do that. I think it's worth noting, however, that everyone automatically has a personal story. Um, and so, you know, it, it's being authentic to yourself as a person and to that story and realizing that, you know, all, all personal stories are valid. Like nobody's personal story is um, better or more valid than anyone else's. They're just different paths. And I like to think of it as, you know, if you have two rocks on the side of a mountain and they yeah. both fall at the same time because of an earthquake or something, they may fall different ways. They may travel together for part of it. They may even end up resting near each other. But each rock has taken its own path yeah. right? and, and had its own waypoints. And it will continue to move in its, in its own fashion. So I think it's worth understanding that your stories are not necessarily entirely crafted by you. And, and actually, a very interesting um, kind of analog to this was when I was writing The, the Serpent Calls, which was my first kind of big fantasy story every author loves to believe that they're in 
charge of their story. Um, and about about halfway through, maybe-ish, maybe a bit more, um, something happened which I didn't really want to happen. And I went back to, you know, delete what I'd written. And I realised that if I did, I was changing the story, at which point I realised I wasn't necessarily in charge of the story. <laughs> um, it was quite interesting. and it, But it's a very interesting thing to see it's similar i mean i play a couple of you know instruments and when you create music it's a similar thing you are in command up to a point but sometimes things happen and integrate themselves into a, a new harmony and that was a flow you became a conduit so you're not always in charge of it having said that there are ways you can craft a story as well and, and the way you can begin to craft a story is to a lot of people like to look at their their actions or their outcomes they wish to, you know, reach or uh, results they're, they're aiming for or whatever it is. I would say that those are more very simple narratives. If you are looking to craft a story, you need to go further back. And this is some work that I've done with um, kind of looking into some of the sense-making stuff from cognitive edge and, and complexity theory. We actually tend to base a lot of our decision-making and our perception of things, including how we tell or which stories we tell, um, on our experiences, right? These are cultural, they're individual, and they're based on our experiences that we've had in life. Experiences are a very powerful start for any of your stories. So this is why motivational speakers will often start with, here is my story, and then they kind of move around to, here is how it can apply to you. When you're doing this with your own story, of course, it all applies to you, which is a, an advantage. So you start with your experiences and your experiences are what pretty much beget your beliefs. Right. And your beliefs are what beget your actions realistically, even though we don't think of it like that, which then produce results, which then hopefully help us reach an outcome. I think one of the really key things here, and this is very much a complexity kind of ideal, is that Life is not ordered. We like to think of it as ordered. You know, if you look at complexity theory, you have a clear domain, a complicated domain, a complex domain and a chaotic domain. And the clear domain is like turning on a light switch. It's pretty basic. Anyone can work out how to do it. It's linear. It's on or it's off. You have complication, which is also an ordered domain, where if you were wiring a light switch up, um, you need a certain level of expertise to do it properly, but otherwise it's pretty linear. You turn it on, it comes on, you turn it off, it comes off. But then you have the complex domain, and this is where most humans actually reside, and we don't really think of it. We love the world to be ordered, right? And that's why we make lists and we do all the things that humans do. Yeah. Let's say, for example, you come home and you, you walk into this dark room. 99 times out of 100, you might turn the light on because it's dark. But one time out of 100, you might just sit there in the dark because you feel like it. Yeah. And that's what humans do. So I think that's a very important thing to take into account as well. You know, at chaos, maybe you burst into the room and you forget where the light switch is and then you have to look for it. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> you, you've kind of got this. Stories do not have to be necessarily linear. There, there's a flow to them, but they are quite emergent. Right. This is the complex domain. And now going, what I'm um kind of going back to my, my first part of this point is setting a goal for yourself is important. Setting an outcome for yourself for your story is important, like a waypoint or if you want to think of it as, a, as an endpoint. But you must not really 
focus on that to the exclusion of everything else because serendipity is a chance event that's actually beneficial and it may provide you a new pathway or a better outcome. And if you're too fixated on the original, you'll never reach it or even possibly see it. So it's very easy to blind yourself to opportunities by telling yourself a very rigid story that is, I will be this, I will do this. Be open to opportunities and new learning when you create your story and let the story guide itself a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So Chris, as you were mentioning about setting up the goal, what are the components of building your story? <laughs> you, you might be asking the wrong person for this based on how I do my books, but um, <laughs> I, I tend to use what I like to think of as, a, as scaffolding and a bounding constraint. Now that's a complexity theory way of saying I have a very rough structure for what I think might happen. And I know that I've, I've delineated a, a start point and an end point for a specific section of my story or whatever it happens to be. But then within that, I actually tend to pursue, and, and this is just part of my, my own, you know, kind of neurological makeup as well, but I tend to pursue what sparks my interest and my excitement and my inspiration. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that that's a, a very interesting kind of area to look at, you know. So some people are very rigid and they, they insist on doing things from, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. And if you yeah. can do it like that, then that's fine. But very often you can't. And if you try to force that kind of complicated linear thinking into a complex situation, that's where we end up making mistakes because we, we're out of context, right? We're not in the context that we need to help our story evolve in the best possible way or see the best yeah. possible opportunities. Um, so, yeah, I, I tend to like to approach it in, in a slightly more non-linear way because it opens up new ways of doing things that I think can be very important for your overall story. Mm, interesting. Yeah, very interesting. Um, in our previous podcast, we spoke about, you know, knowing the... Um, living for the future and tapping into the future. Um, and that was our, our previous oh, yeah, podcast with Paul. That was Paul, yeah. Um, and one of the questions I wanted to ask, you know, briefly, you know, for our listeners that may have had um, maybe an uncomfortable story, um, you know, maybe it could be in their childhood or early adulthood, what, how could they maybe shape their story? So this is their own personal story. This is on their own personal story. Right. So okay. How could they shape their story? This actually branches into something else that I'm I'm very involved in, which is um, you know the kind of mental health um, and self care, uh, which I am right. a, a very very strong advocate for. Um, yeah. When you have yeah. that with your story, you you have to acknowledge what has gone before in a story. Now, you know, it, I, I absolutely agree with the past being the past, but you, you cannot live too much in the past, but you also cannot live too much in the future. And I like to see this as um, the present being a fulcrum that you balance the lessons of the past and the possibilities of the future on, but you, you hopefully try to live within the present. When you have yeah. certainly stories that have been traumatic or difficult um i i actually i have a video which i'm happy to send you and it's on um 
It's a story about Kintsugi. I don't know if you're familiar with Kintsugi. I'm not, but I, I, I read it on your um, on LinkedIn on your profile. Yeah, so no, I'm not familiar. I'll definitely check it out and note yeah. it down. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, so it, well, a, a very basic kind of overview is you've probably seen this: the the art of repairing pottery with gold um, lacquer. Essentially, it's a Japanese art. So if a bowl falls and it breaks, it's repaired. Um, you know, and it the the idea behind it is that look, your your story, what's happened to you is part of who you are, and whether that's been um, beneficial or it's been damaging it's still part of who you are and there are lessons to be taken from both and the idea behind kintsugi and and kind of moving forward with your story in the best possible positive light for you know better future outcomes is to not hide what happened and repress it or pretend it never happened but to accept you know what happened to you as part of your own unique beauty you know, own what happens to you and let yeah, it become sure. part of your experience so that you can progress showing this beauty. The damage is part of your new unique beauty, not something shameful that should be hidden. Everyone is broken at some point in their lives. You yeah. know, this is all part of our personal stories. And that's something very important to look at. It, and this, this kind of ties into the ideas of resilience, right? Yes. So. So it, it, I, I can give you a very quick view of, of two things I think are important to keep in mind for your stories. Yeah, there's yeah. agility and there's resilience. Okay, and agility tends to be made of the ability to adapt, to accept, which is repurpose things that you already have, and to react or, or respond, if you like. And resilience is made of the ability to hopefully detect weak signals of, of failure of, of problems that are coming and by the way failure isn't necessarily a problem you know there is no failure there's only feedback but some of it can be avoided it doesn't need to happen and if you if you can't avoid it the next part of resilience is a fast recovery from that failure and then the third part of that is exploiting the new paradigm recovering quickly enough to be able to seize the day take hold of what is there and move forward in a positive fashion from where you are. Awesome. Thank you so much, <laughs> Chris. That was very um, insightful. Um, and I'm sure some of our listeners can definitely relate to some of the things mentioned. And, you know, it's almost like the saying of, you know, you've got the T-shirt, wear it. Um, and don't wear it in shame, um, you know. No. Exactly. So um, please, what tools, what could you recommend? What books, what web resources? I know you mentioned a video. Um, earlier on so please do share that with us and how our listeners can basically connect with you that would be fantastic yeah sure so i'll, I'll send you the the video for the kintsugi um yeah and and obviously you can you can always share my my tedx talk um link again because i do talk about storytelling within that and how it interfaces with how we learn and, and complexity um i'm available on linkedin i'm on twitter at uh, at christop bramley um and as i said christopherbramley.com is where you can get um some of my books but in in terms of um tools to to use you know a lot of this is actually it, it's not kind of a simple process that you can um apply necessarily because it will it will depend on your unique context everyone's story is different understanding the basis of resilience and the fact that what you can see isn't necessarily everything that is out there so being able to think in not just um, inductively or, or deductively, but abductively, right? Think 
what what can I let emerge from the world around me? What can I listen to rather than deciding or you know deducing or or, or whatever? That's an important way to think. Being aware that sometimes the world is complex and there's no simple answer and you can't force a simple answer. Um, starting to think about the things around you that are suggesting new opportunities is a very valid way to change and improve your story. And that's serendipity, right? It yeah. is beneficial chance. Not all yeah. chance is beneficial, but some of it is. And we don't always see it. And then the last thing I would say is don't discount the power of informal or asynchronous information sharing in the form of chats, stories, coffee chats, you know, how are you? That The day-to-day, uh, I've met people who think that you shouldn't talk about the weather because it's just not authentic and there's not very much to it. But in fact, when you look deeper than that, people are saying things like, I'm alive, you're alive, my story is actually continuing. There, there are a lot of things that are said behind the words. And so being aware of those and the, the informal connections we have, the social nodes that we have, um, I think are really important. We have far more retention of information and um, passing of information through informal asynchronous means than we do through formal synchronous means. Um, so be aware of these things as well. Love it. Thank you. Love it. Awesome. Love it. We will have a, a, a rather detailed summary on our show notes. Um, and this has been a learning for us. I mean, there's a number of things you mentioned there, which we normally take for granted, right? Um, but I think yeah, we've got to be all self-aware of these things. But once again, uh, you know, huge thank you for for coming back on the show, Chris. Yes, thank you. you know, obviously, I know it's a busy time for for, for all of us. Um, and um, yeah, I mean, you know, your details will be shared uh, on, on our show notes. And um, anything else for you, Ross? No, guys. You know, just cultivate what we've we've spoken about today, yeah. and yeah, apply it. I'm definitely going to apply some of the things you know that have been spoken about. And yeah, thank you so much, Chris. That's okay. I wanted to add one last thing, uh, actually, yeah. while I think of it, um, to do with personal stories. Yes. Allow yourself to be vulnerable with it. Nobody's story is perfect. Don't look at social media as an example of people's personal stories. Yeah. It's very toxic. Yeah. Being, yeah. being vulnerable is part of being human. Having emotions is part of being human. So your, your sto- it's perfectly okay for your story to be vulnerable, and it's okay not to be okay. So just wanted to mention that as well. Yeah, um, I, I, I really um, like a lady called Brene Brown and she really speaks about, you know, owning vulnerability and um, just having that courage and basically just coming out and showing who yourself is and not trying to be somebody else, which I think we even covered in the first um, show as well. We talked about authenticity. Yeah. So yeah, that, 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 that was poignant. That was poignant, especially you linking it to, you know, the like the social media and you know the Instagrams and, and the Snapchats of this world. That that is not the, the real stories that we're seeing, right? No. And I think you need to embrace the real stories. So thank you for for bringing that up, mm-hmm. that up um, at, the, at the last minute. <laughs> that, that would be pretty much <laughs> last line on, on the summary. Uh, Chris, once again, thank you, and uh, yeah, have, have a good evening. Yes. Thank you very much. You too. For all the links to the resources discussed on this episode, click the details link next to the podcast. For any questions or topics you'd like to discuss, mentoring and coaching requirements, kindly drop us an email, support at cm-unwrapped.com. 
Thanks for listening. Until next time, remember, inch by inch you form a stitch and 1% improvement daily can help you become 37 times better in a year. That's absolutely staggering. Let's go get this, guys.